Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 55 of the F Reality podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version which is available on Google Play Music, iTunes, SoundCloud and on Anchor. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Also, if you're interested, you can leave us a voicemail via Anchor and we can pick that up and maybe play it on a future episode of the show. Now, let me introduce you to the team. First up, he's a singer, a watch model, a YouTuber, and all-round lovely guy it's our rowdy guy how you doing man you're right oh, the, the, love, the last part I, I can agree with that you know yeah i can agree with that i'm an all-round nice guy except for when i'm on youtube because then i'm rowdy guy you know <laughs> <laughs> no i'm all right dude i'm all right you know i've uh, had a very busy week not with youtube but just with the uh, general work and preparing for our oc5 uh, looking forward to it a lot. Looking forward to seeing you all, of course, uh, and meeting up with a ton more people. Um, yeah, really excited to get going. Awesome, awesome. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. So next up, our early bird is out catching those worms, reporting stateside from San Jose. How you doing, Zimtok5? I feel very relaxed, Mike. It's nice to be on holiday. Out here, ready for Oculus Connected, man. The hype is definitely real. So yeah, I am as good as can be. This is the first time you'll see on the show that someone's actually outside with real trees, <laughs> real birds, real sunlight. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if we're really quiet, then we can actually hear the birds. Yeah. As in kill them. <laughs> Not right now. They all just <laughs> stop right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're all right, Zim. You're enjoying yourself out there? Yeah, yesterday was a bit of a tumultuous trip. Uh, had some trouble in Heathrow. But other than that... Um, Got to fly on what was like the Battlestar Galactica of, of planes to come over to the States. Ended up in L.A. first and then popped over to San Jose. So I was up for 38 hours. And then last night, like just before going to bed, I was still doing some stuff on the go. And then and I finished up. So, yeah, great start, actually, the trip. This morning, done an IHOP breakfast. And for those who didn't catch it, IHOP, which was as a branding mission, changed to IHOB for International House of Burgers. Uh, changed back to IHOP again. So uh, I got to miss, unfortunately, their IHOB rebranding. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, glad to hear you made it there. Okay. Uh, next up, this guy is going to be our resident VR180 expert, fresh out of a three-day course from YouTube HQ in London. It's, of course, Nathy. How you doing, man? You all right? I'm doing uh, all righty-tighty, yes. And I'm, I'm working on 180. Uh, I'm... I'm not an expert just yet, but uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So yeah, I, I went to a uh, you know boot camp for like three days in in London, learning about 180 cameras, about editing, uh, all kinds of stuff. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Stay tuned. Yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing some more VR 180 content. Excited for that. So last but by no means least, myself, Mike, the host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Google Daydream updates. The Lenovo Mirage Solo will be getting sixed off controllers. So will this be competition for the Oculus Santa Cruz? Well, stay tuned to find out. Then we're going to be talking about Aspire One. Uh, if you've ever wanted to be Solid Snake in VR, well, now's your time. 
Uh, you're soon going to be able to be that person uh, in this upcoming VR stealth game. And then finally, we're going to round up the show with our OC5 predictions. We give you our predictions on what Oculus and Facebook have up their sleeves for the event next week. So uh, make sure you stay tuned for the show because it's going to be an interesting one. But let's start off the show by finding what everyone's been uh, up to this week uh, in the metaverse. And let's start it off with Rowdy. So uh, what have you been up to this week, dude? Like I said, I haven't been able to play a lot of games. <laughs> uh, I actually, I actually dove back into Torn, uh, played that okay. a little bit further. Um, but for the rest, um, I have actually not been able to play. Also, my recording PC kind of broke down, so uh, that's that's a little bit unfortunate because I wanted to prepare for OZ5. But uh, I'm gonna have to find another way to do it. Uh, I'm probably gonna record something on my regular PC, try to like get some content out that way. Since I still want to release some videos, there's some cool stuff coming out. So. I really want to cover that, um, but yeah, for the rest, I've I've just actually been working and uh, not not doing a lot of VR this week. Shame, okay. shame on me. So, so we need we need a little prayer emojis in the chat to pray for <laughs> for Rowdy's poor PC that, that yeah. unfortunately met his demise. This it was just Pay going too fast. Yeah, you're the <laughs> fastest YouTuber alive. You just went too fast on it, and then it just self destructed. Yeah. It's yeah. uh, that's what happens. That will happen. That's not the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you are you still enjoying your time at Torn though? I know that you kind yeah, of enjoy it. Yeah, I am actually. Uh, it's it's getting a little bit more um, like repetitious. Re re is that a, is that an English word? Repetitive. Like uh, yeah, repetitious. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Now we're calling it that way. I don't care. That sounds, what like, a new, says. That sounds like a Pokemon or something. Repetitious. I choose you. You go repetitious. Okay, re repetitive. Yeah, you're right. Repetitive. Repetitive. Uh, it's getting a little bit repetitive, and sometimes it, it kind of frustrates me that certain things like don't really work as intended, like especially with like the pressure plates. I'm having a lot of trouble like getting them always to work. And I know that in the beginning they said uh, you need to put like heavier objects on there, but even then it doesn't always work for me. Maybe maybe I'm too fast for that as well. I don't know. But uh, I like the story. I like the story. Uh, it's, yeah. it's it's unfolding quite nicely. I, I don't really have an idea yet what is going on. I got like some, some, some suspicions. Repetuous mm. suspicions, and, uh, <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't really have a clue yet where where it's going. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. But I think you you hit the nail on the head there, and that the game uses the same puzzle mechanics over and over and over again. So there is very uh, little variety in terms of the puzzles. You know, sometimes they make them a little bit smaller, so they're a bit more sort of um, tricky. Uh, but generally, it's the same process. You just put mm -hmm. items in the right place to complete a circuit, and then it drops out and then restarts again three times over, and then you, yeah. you pass that part of the game. It's like a little bit in between repetitive and variety, and we call that repetuous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, also, it also sounds like a Harry Potter spell to me. You know? Yeah. Repetuous. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many times we can drop that next week, you know, yeah. into our conversations <laughs> with developers. I love, I love everyone, everyone listening to this podcast is going to, and, and who's coming to OC5 yeah. is going to come to me and say like, uh, so have you been playing any more uh, repetuous games? <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, fingers crossed, your PC will get fixed and you can you can whip up some content for while you're away. Um, exactly. So let, let's pass it over to, to Zim then, find out what you've been up to uh, before you manage to uh, embark on your crazy journey to America. So, uh, okay, so the main games, main games I've been playing, actually, I wanted to clock Windlands 2. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm staying with the SciTech games, uh, crowd as it did last year for oculus connect so hanging out with those guys uh, so i thought you know 
you can't you can't come and hang out with the guys having not beaten their game. Right? That's very true. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I hit uh, some on the final boss repetitive bugs that prevent me from actually completing the game. So I'm nearly there, but I'm playing it on hard and I feel good. So I've gotten through and I've really been enjoying my time with that. Um, but I, I've been playing loads of Firewall still. I, I think it, it's it's a game that for me it's in that that so important period of like grab it while it's hot. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, well, while people are new, while everyone's just not a pro at the thing, while everyone's not got all the Uber unlocks, like, just, it's like when Battlefield drops or something, a game like that, like, you have to, like, play it in that first two months, otherwise you miss the boat a bit. It's been kind of saturating myself in a lot of Firewall. And last, uh, I said I was going to try um, Face Your Fears, the airplane experience on the go on the plane, <laughs> which I spent an hour trying to get my uh, headset and two different controllers, the Oculus Touch uh, controller, uh, sorry, the Oculus uh, Go controller plus uh, an Xbox One controller to sync on the plane and wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it. So I spent an hour debugging on the plane, swapping batteries, doing all the hard reset functions, couldn't get it to connect. Um, Once I got an internet connection again, to me it looked, it was interesting because like the headset would light up. Uh, I could see it from my phone that it was, it's paired to. Uh, This thing would light up as well. So all three units independently were working, and the and I could see it. But what I what ended up fixing it was a having an internet connection, and b there is actually for the remote, you know, is there's a hard repairing reset, which is if you hold the first two buttons down for six seconds, it yep. does a reblink and it doesn't. So that I didn't know, and I didn't have access to the net unfortunately at thirty thousand feet. So um, that tip is important. So just hold down those two buttons if run into the same trouble so i've done one flight with a successful go mission and the second one unfortunately failed which was the 10 and a half hour flight unfortunately but you didn't uh, watch really any movies or anything it. then you also couldn't do that say again you also couldn't watch any movies or anything or no because i had no controller so all i could do with the with the buttons was select through the menu system and that was it because uh, like once yeah, you've okay. got once you select into let's say navigation or library or whatever the actual panel that comes up, you can't interact with the volume keys. So uh, totally useless. I was just like, uh, I could stare at the uh, room, which ha- w- there was a really interesting thing. I didn't expect this, but after you're staring at the seat in front of you for so long, right? Um, and, and the screen is so close, like your eyes are quite focused on that. It was relaxing to have that open room, even with the <laughs> carpet, right? It was nice to just sit there for five minutes and be like, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy the carpeted how, room. And, how did and that was nice react? on the plane. How did people react to you? Uh, it was actually, it, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty dark. It wasn't an overnight flight anyway. We were kind of chasing the sun, let's say, but um, uh, I didn't get any reactions. But Luke, one of the guys, you guys uh, know him, who, who deals with community management uh, for SciTech, he, he actually did the same thing and he said he had a really good experience. But it is the first time you do a go on a plane. It's a little bit like, I'm that weird guy putting the headset on. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a business flight to London, and I felt a little bit that way, where you're like, just slip it on gently. <laughs> but uh, I, I actually felt totally at ease yesterday. And then, the, unfortunately, the reset and the sinking let me down. But um, I don't think I – th- I think there needs to be a little bit an easier way to pair stuff together um, when you're in the sky like that. I, I got a feeling like, like almost Bluetooth was being suppressed or something. Like, even if I was holding the units together, it's like, get them closer. And they were both working, and they could see each other, but the pairing – wouldn't complete so then a little bit puzzled about the whole thing but um the ghost still functioning so that's good. i think we have a new world record like he, he's staying the, the like he stayed the longest time in in this menu 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten hours straight. I think you should open the next Guinness book now. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not joking though. Please, Oculus, release a DLC that straightens the carpet out. I will pay whatever you want to charge for that. They did it in Oculus Home. <laughs> they did it in Oculus Home. Like originally, you could have a, a straight carpet or a, a the, yeah, the, 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 the corner. Yeah, yeah, they did. They fixed it. They did fix it, but they haven't done that in the go yet. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, they've done it on Rift. They, but obviously, most people upgraded to Dash now, so you don't see that old carpet anymore anyway. Hip, hip to go back to Dash. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what about you then, Nathie? What have you been playing in VR this week? I uh, I, I played nothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I, I do have something interesting to share. Okay. So talking about broken PCs, I have a brand new PC that does work. Mm. So let me just show you real quick. It's very fast. Okay. So prepare your everyone showed a finger to Nathy. Yeah. Everyone showed a finger to Nathy. Hashtag PC Master Race. Here you go. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mike, you can do the commentary if you want. Oh, okay. So so Nathy's moving the camera right now for the audio listeners to show us his beast of a machine, which has got like kind of darkened glass at the front and then the glass panel at the side. He's got uh two graphics cards in SLI. I'm not sure if they're are they ten eighty TIs? Yeah, but not SLI, just just Separate. Yeah, so so he keeps them separate. He doesn't SLI them because he just used two headsets connected at the same time. And it's a nice Republic Course. of Gamers motherboard with a Corsair all-in-one water pump. And I think he's rocking an Intel i9 underneath that uh, water okay, pump. Okay, so. let, let's make it a bit more exciting for our audio listeners. Oh, no, the water just broke. It's this, this water <laughs> going through the PC yeah. everywhere. Oh, there's smoke <laughs> coming out of it. So, yeah, yeah, so that's a pretty, pretty crazy rig. Nice. Yeah. That's it. So I am uh, like more VR ready than ever before. <laughs> mm. And you're going to be upgrading even more, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I will. I'm planning to get like the new RDX cards too, like two of them, uh, like TIs. So that's pretty OPI now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be handy. Your, other than your sure. crazy uh, beast of a machine, you've been playing around with some VR 180 cameras this week, right? Maybe you can tell us that's, a bit more about that. That's right. Yeah. So um, I uh, traveled to uh, London. Uh, I got invited by Google to uh, innovate on the, the 180 uh, side of things. So what I'm going to do is I will be creating a, a 180 content soon on the channel that you guys will see. And it's going to be something new, something next level, something different. Um, and uh, it's it's awesome to be working together with, with YouTube slash Google to make this happen. So they gave me the opportunity to do this. They gave me funding to do it. So. Uh, there's a lot of like cool stuff going on on that side. So I think the, like the first 180 video you will see on the channel is maybe happening within like two months. So uh, it's gonna be great. And I will be using the the Z cam, the K1. It's like a, a very cool 180 camera. And uh, is the manufacturer for that, Nathy? Um, well, right now they are very rare. Like we we had one in London to check out at this boot camp for three days. We could practice with all kinds of cameras. Um, but they said they are kind of rare to get. Uh, but let's say if I order one straight from from them, I would be getting one really fast because Google gives us priority. Uh, I heard so. Uh, it's it's, so who, it's no, really... who makes who makes the camera? I'm just oh, curious what company. Um, I think they are just called Z Cam. Z. Oh, Z Cam. Yeah. Um, but uh, they had like four different cameras you could pick uh, to make your 180 content because uh, what Google wants is. They want me and some other content creators to test out this new uh, camera stuff and, you know, just innovate, test things out, uh, try ideas. 
Um, so we we had this boot camp for three days to learn everything. We could pick four cameras. They had like a, they said like you could use a Red Epic. <laughs> That's kind of OP. It's more for filmmakers, I would say. Uh, the Yi Horizon. Uh, I think the one that Mike used before on his channel. What is the name of that one again? Lenovo, Lenovo Mirage yeah. Solo. Yeah, exactly. And then the the Z Cam. So you have different price ranges. Uh, I will be picking the Z Cam because it has the has like decent uh, battery life. Because it, uh, you said Mike on your video, the battery life of 180 cameras are still kind of tricky. Um, so I have one that that can uh, last for an hour. Uh, but they record this one records like 4K 60 FPS. So that's why I also upgraded my PC because I also have to edit this huge footage. So yeah, we'll see. Stay tuned. Okay. It's kind of mysterious for now, but are they good for motion? And like, I mean, I, I'm thinking about like it'd be great if you had that functionality in like a GoPro. But like, is there waterproof casing? Are you able to use these on the go? Or no, are they actually so, it's so super new. sensitive and they have to be still oh, steady somewhere? Uh, well, you could put a steady cam on them, you know, and, and, and make better shots. But they are not very intelligent by themselves yet. I know the new GoPro just launched and it has like steady stuff in there and it's crazy. But the 180 is so new that these are the first generation 180 cameras. Oh. So they will like fastly improve but for now you need to make things steady with software so yeah cool very nice very nice so i'll tell you what i've been up to this week uh, it's been a bit of a crazy week as well because i was actually in london as well we were in london at the same time but we just didn't get to to meet <laughs> up because we were both just so busy um but first up i went to uh, imaginarium uh, they're a sort of a, a studio based in london that specializes in like motion capture it's actually owned by andy circus you know the the famous actor that played Gollum in Lord of the Rings um, and um, they also developed uh, the uh, what was it the Planet of the Apes game that came out maybe yeah. a couple of months back sure yeah you know, I don't think any of us really were that hyped about that game but particularly like the motion capture in that game was very impressive and that's so. obviously their speciality so they kind of uh, talked a little bit about that and then we uh, I got to be on their li live twitch stream as well and uh, stream some games some VR content talk to them about VR which was kind of fun but after that meeting I then went to uh, another part of London and met up with a guy called Mark Towner who's the developer of the Feel 3 motion simulator that's currently on Kickstarter right now now if you love racing games flight sims or space combat sort of simulators you're gonna be pretty interested in this simulator because it's it's like a, a bucket seat on a top of like a half sphere that sits on a base with some sort of uh, omni rollers in it that can basically push the sphere around in all these different directions and rotate it. It's got like 100 degrees of pitch and roll and 3,600 degrees of yaw. So it can actually spin around completely five times in a row and then the opposite way 10 times. Like it, it's a crazy machine. <laughs> so yeah. like I saw this thing and I was like, holy crap, this, this thing is a bit in intimidating because I'm not really a sim guy myself and I've not really that like spend that much time in like project cars or anything like that but project cars was the demo that i got to try so i hopped in and then at first it was just kind of a demo where i was just a passenger in the car it was just being driven around by the uh the ai it was like the stig he was like the ai was super fast like there was he was giving it some beans around the track and i was just like a passenger i had no control over it whatsoever so like as soon as he accelerated uh, off the start line, like I got thrown straight back into my seat, <laughs> replicating like the feeling of acceleration. And holy crap! <laughs> like I, I, I was like clinging onto the steering wheel for dear life. 
And then when it was breaking, it was like pitching forwards. And then when it was yeah, going, it's, it's like the, the the simulator that I use, where it simulates simulates like the, the g forces, right? It's not really exactly. like the movements of the car, but it's more like the the g force that you feel on your body that it tries to simulate by holding you back and forth. Exactly, because that so cool. that's, that's yeah. what I said to Mark after my initial demo. I said like I felt like I felt some g force there, and he was like, "Oh, the, you totally did. It's like one g force back, one g force forward. Obviously, you would feel about five or something in a in a, in a yeah, like a yeah. race car." But that that gives you a good sensation of what it would feel like, and then uh, and then he was like, now you can just drive the thing yourself, and then that, that's when I was like, <laughs> like I, I was so cautious because like I already knew what the thing was capable of, so I was like, there's no way I want to experience what it's like to spin off the track or flip the car or something like that. So I was like driving like Miss Daisy around this track, but I, I was really impressed with the uh, the actual simulator itself, and uh, you know, of course, you can set it up to the way you want to, you know, with a, a a flight stick or a hotess you know to check out elite dangerous or some like war thunder or something like that um but the best thing about this thing is is that it's so cheap for what it actually is you know for a simulator like this because normally to get this kind of experience you'd have to go to a theme park or you know a vr arcade or you know a location-based vr experience but now yeah. you can actually have this experience at home um the starting price is like two grand on kickstarter and then you can sort of uh, upgrade it. It's completely modular, so you can add bits to it over the time if you want. Um, but I was just really impressed with um, the whole experience, really, as a whole. You know, for me, uh, Project Cars isn't really my bag, but for, but playing it in this thing was just so next level. It just felt yeah. like a completely different experience to me. Mm. Um, so if mm. you're interested in like simulators and you know racing or sims are your bag, then definitely go and check out the Kickstarter page if you're interested. It's only got one more week to go. Um, they got funded like within the first couple of hours, a super successful Kickstarter. Mm. Um, so there is one question yeah. from Jim Hall. He's asking, was there much of a perceived delay controlling the field three? No, like it, it was instant, you know, um, it's connected to a, a PC, uh, you know, the PC that's running your system. Mm. And then you've got like a Vive tracker that sits on the top of it uh, to track the motion. Because what it does is it tracks the motion and cancels that out in the headset. So like Rowdy says, your view in the headset is always kind of like straight on, mm. but obviously you, you're just simulating the G-force experience and the motion. Um, so it's kind of That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any? Um, I assume there's no force feedback or tactile to that. Yes, there is. Sorry, I didn't mention that. There's there's okay. tactile transducers. So basically, you put a butt kicker underneath the uh, pedals, so the whole thing rumbles. So when I was on the starting line and the engine was just like revving, I could feel the whole thing rumbling. And then as soon as you accelerate, you're like, yeah, you're off. And, and um, so, so is this good. available for consumers as well? Then, if they put it on on, on Kickstarter's, yeah, a hundred percent. And like so, Mark was saying, actually, that the most people that bought these things were just real enthusiast sim uh guys and girls yeah. um that bought them for their homes because well, you, you need much, to put right? this two away somewhere not... right you need to you need to put this in like i don't know like a garage or like yeah, a separate room because right? oh, yeah, have that big. in the living room or something no, what was the footprint big. what was the footprint would you say you're talking like uh, one mic by one mic <laughs> like a meter squared <laughs> or maybe a bit higher actually maybe a bit taller like what maybe one meter uh footprint but like it maybe 1.5 meters tool in terms of wow. all the scaffolding on top of it Jeez. Uh, yeah so it's a big piece of kit but mm. if you're into that and say you only play racing games or you only play flight sims then you know you owe it to yourself to check it out because like two grand i know it sounds expensive but for this kind of equipment it's really cheap because the kind of equivalent is like tens of thousands of pounds yeah. I, I know the one that i tried for example was already i think fifteen thousand uh, yeah euros 
and that's just using like linear actuators, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah. just moving the up and down. Yeah. How did you find the build construct of the material? Like, was it like a carbon fiber bucket, or what was the actual build of the of the dome? Uh, the dome is like a really hard plastic. Um, it was a prototype, so it wasn't 100% smooth. Uh, they were using triangle panels that interlock with each other. And in the final version, I think they're going to use hexagons, uh, I believe, I remember. Yeah, that would make sense for a um, dome structure. But yeah, it's kind of like it comes in a kit that you assemble yourself at home. Um, so international shipping <laughs> isn't a problem. Uh, I think it's like 40 bucks to ship it internationally. So it's really, really cheap to get it sent out. <laughs> Imagine like I have this thing at home and it's like in the middle of my living room. Yeah. And the TV is just all and people just walk by and they see like, a, <laughs> yeah. like an ad going up and down. And they're like, what, what is going on here, man? The, the, the one thing weirder that... when it's like no one in there, you forgot to turn it off or something. Or something <laughs> yeah. is playing that keeps yeah. on spinning everywhere. Like... <laughs> one thing Mark said that, that really interested me was um, that you could you could almost simulate it in any game. So if you wanted to, using like the Apollo 11 experience, you could oh, tilt no. the chair the whole way back 90 degrees so you're facing upwards and simulate like a space launch or something wow. like that. Using <gasps> so it. It so cool. Wait, so you would be able to play Froom, Kaboom and VR cards on it too? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it does actually sound enticing, even though the, I mean, the price point isn't too bad for a simmer. A simmer would be happy to drop that, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. especially when you think about like the RTX cards, you know, they're, they're 1200 1200 pounds each you know it's like yeah. so and you so can't write after the podcast Mike. And you can't write those cards yeah you can't you can't although you can wear one as a necklace going through security apparently <laughs> or, or, or as shoes Sandals. shoes yeah exactly so um talking about rockets let's move on to our first bit of quick news then because let's start talking about uh spacex in vr uh, oh my god john from the SciTech team <laughs> saying hello Plug hashtag, in. hashtag not sponsored. Uh, plug, plug in his, uh, it, it is mirrored, though. It is mirrored. <laughs> oh, it's mirrored, is it? Yeah. Tell John we look forward around. to our check in the post. <laughs> that didn't fix it. So, um, so, yeah, let's talk about SpaceX in VR because, um, as you probably know, SpaceX is owned by Elon Musk. Um, love him or hate him, you know, you've got to appreciate the dude is a freaking genius. Uh, he's been pushy, pushing space exploration with SpaceX, you know, electric cars with Tesla. Now he's talking about digging tunnels under L.A. to solve, like, the congestion problem in L.A. Crazy. Um, but his plan, if you're not aware, is to take tourists to the moon via SpaceX. And he's opened this up to people to buy tickets for the first ride. And uh, he's got his phone up already. But the thing is, if you can't afford the millions of dollars for a ticket, well... We're going to have the next best thing ready for you. And that is that you're going to be able to watch this epic journey in VR. And Musk tweeted last <laughs> week on Twitter that the moon mission will be live streamed in high def VR. So it will be like you're there in real time, minus a few seconds for the speed of light delay. So, you know, you're going to be able to experience this in a VR headset. Actually, you know, the first passenger journey to the moon, which is going to just be insane. Because like even... Isn't that isn't that just some dude sitting there shitting himself for like for like ten days while he's getting his way to the moon? Like this is not what people picture as like blast off or landing. It's just, it's just cold black space. Dude sat in a pod like fucking. Oh God, what have I done? You know, like, I want to watch that for sure and definitely in VR. Yeah, yeah. So it's not going to happen anytime soon. Like no. you know, it's happening at the earliest in 2023. Um, so you've got some time to save some pennies if you don't have a VR headset already. Plus, the industry has some time to develop some nicer headsets, some better technology. 
mainstream then so everyone in the you know will have them in in their home so they can check it out but i think this is going to be one of those those moments in time where it's kind of going to be a moment in history that just goes down in the history books is one of those epic moments you know and and for me i've always been super intrigued about like the moon and you know the fact that we went there such a long time ago i'd love to to the fact that they're going back and they're going to sort of document it in high definition so you can actually experience yeah. it yourself it's going to be so freaking it sounds crazy yeah i want to go to the i want to just i don't want to go to the moon but i would love to just go around it and then go back i mean just having that is like awesome i i would totally like spend my money on that yeah well i, I love that. that idea i think you that was richard branson's idea right yeah you need a lot of money for sure yeah i think richard branson was doing that with uh, virgin intergalactic virgin. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know yeah. that. Do you know the? Uh, do you know the price tag it was for the first ticket? It was millions. It was millions. So I think was it, it was like going to auction. Did he like put it? It on wasn't eBay? disclosed. I think. I don't think the exact no, price was disclosed. It, but it's a Japanese billionaire. So. Yeah. Exactly. The, <laughs> the dude that bought the first ticket is a Japanese billionaire. Okay. But they said it was going to cost about a billion to to do this mission. I Roughly I kind of like this this guy who's going to be the first one uh, that goes to the moon. I kind of like this. God, I never heard of him before, Although, but he did his introduction, talk about like why he wanted to go to the moon. Like this guy. Although like, <laughs> apparently he wants to bring on some artists as well. Oh yeah, so yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. He's not going alone. Maybe yeah. there's still a shot for us <laughs> to go there with him. I, I sing, I sing, yeah. I sing every day in the shower. So if you need a singer, then there you go. I don't even like flying that much, so going to the moon, <laughs> I don't think. I think that's kind of like out of my range, you know. Yeah. I'd, I'd pay to watch you, Mike. I'd pay to watch you. You can be that guy. Just. I'll just be the dude, literally like throwing up the whole way there. <laughs> But don't like if you go to the moon, don't you need that space training astronauts usually have oh, where they oh, go yeah, in those yeah. fast like things and you get like crazy sick and oh they yeah, test you totally. out. yeah, yeah, you, you're gonna need to do that for sure. It's a big commitment. <laughs> if, anyone's, if anyone's not watched that, actually, the G force training that they put you know astronauts through, you should watch it. It's really interesting to see the effects of high G forces on the human body, oh, yeah. and also people like there are some humans who are just better at it than yeah. others at, at taking G's. And seeing guys, you know, pull eight, nine Gs, whatever faces like flattened against their skull and all this kind of stuff, and they're still doing it, like, well, hats off if, to them. If you want to see like cool space training stuff and 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 behind the, the scenes uh, things SpaceX is doing and NASA, you can watch Space Explorers episode two. So then you can actually stand in the training room and and be a part of it. So mm, yeah. There you go. Uh, also, uh, we have someone saying Elon is God. <laughs> He's getting some of my cash next year ordered a model three um, nice. and then we have uh Eric saying, watching us right now saying i'm looking forward to seeing you all at oc5 oh hey. yeah definitely Ken. hey how you doing man we have uh, eric yes. saying uh that uh, we should apply to become the vr uh cameraman oh, oh. <laughs> Bear, bearing in mind that i struggled with 1g on the phil 3 simulator <laughs> i don't think i'm gonna come very well you with struggled whatever. with 1g that's you know that's just general gravity right <laughs> I, I, struggle, I struggle with gravity. It's confirmed. It, Mike exposed. Mike, like you see Mike on on the on the on the ship, and then you see him like trying to record things, and after a while, it's just apple juice. He's like just melting. <laughs> right, okay. Poor Mike. So let, let's spin on then. Let, let's talk about the Valve Knuckles uh, because this week we got a development blog uh, on Steam from Valve announcing that they've just finished their third revision of the highly anticipated uh, Knuckles controllers and they're going to be shipping them out to developers relatively soon. Now, these controllers, if you're not familiar, familiar with them, they're going to work with Steam and Lighthouse Tracking. You have 
now thumbsticks on them, uh, which they upgraded in the last uh, revision. And you've got like a real narrow trackpad uh, that you can use your thumb to swipe up and down a menu on each controller as well. And the, the really cool thing about these controllers, if you're not aware of them, is that they strap to the back of your hands with a strap. So you can completely let go of the controller with your hands, but it still sort of retains its position. So you can just then grab it again and it's directly in the right place. And the cool thing is that it features individual finger tracking. So what you can do is, you know, if you if you just give it, a, you know, your index finger, it will track that. And then that's represented mm. in game in real time. And then the other thing is it's got um, grip um, uh, sensors. So if you grip it really, really hard, say if you gripped a, a glass or something like that in game, you could actually grip it hard enough that you could break it, for example. So it's kind of got that uh, mechanic <laughs> in the controller. That, you know, you, you can break in the controllers and just like, you can squish things, you can squish things and, and grab things depending on how much grip you give it, which is really interesting as a feature. And I'm excited to see how developers integrate that into a game mechanic, you know, whether it be like breaking a glass or grabbing someone by the throat and like, you know, interrogating them or something. That would be kind of cool. kind of VR games are you getting into, Mike? My God, well, I, I kind of got like <laughs> the, uh, the, the spy games in my mind, and we're going to be talking about some spy games later on. So that's kind of why I was talking, thinking about, you know, interrogating people. That um, would work well for a Hitman title. I just I just played yeah. Hitman on the go earlier this yeah. week, which is re not like what you just described at all. No, anyway. not it's quite kind of that, weird that, that we're talking about pressure sensitivity. And the first thing that Mike says, yeah, oh yeah, you know, torturing people, inter interrogating people, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's just in my blood. What can I say? Number one use, right? Yeah, but, exactly. But the question I'm asking myself is: Is this this these controllers, are they going to bundle with a newer headset that we haven't like seen yet that hasn't been announced yet? Is this is going to be a separate thing? Like like you buy an, an Xbox gamepad and then you buy a new one, but in the end, people need to develop for it. So I feel well, like they're still like searching someone that wants to maybe buy these. Could that you know, be? It's well, a dangerous thing, though, because it's, it's again like fragmenting the market a little bit because now you have people with touch, you have people with Vive ones, and you will have people with uh, knuckle controllers. And game developers need to make sure that the games work on all of those different mm -hmm. platforms for people that play on PC VR. Because if indeed, if, if you have a game that's on the Oculus Go, then you have another controller, and then it needs to be gamepad support or whatever. You know, there's so yeah. many kind of different levels that get associated with this. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I was just going to say, aside from that, uh, Nathie, I think you've tried them. I'm curious. This year, I don't know if, how many of you have worn, like, tight gloves and things like that. I mean, I wear gloves quite a bit. It's part of the brand. But there's fatigue if you strap anything around this space. So I'm quite nervous at fatigue for, you know, wearing these Knuckles controllers for hours. That way, I think it's going to feel uncomfortable pretty quick. Within an hour, I'd say. Interesting, my guess, but I don't know. Like, did you find any of that when you first demoed? I guess it was only fifteen minutes or something. Yeah, well, I, I just tried it out real quick, so I didn't play for it with, for hours. Um, so I don't know, I don't know. Um, but it's kind of nice to have like hands free. So mm -hmm. like usually when I play VR games, I sometimes yeah. like drink something or I do something else on my computer. So it's kind of all around. I think like Valve is gonna sell it. I think they are going to like mm -hmm. look for an investor. I don't know, like, or maybe Valve's like, you know, we have seen HTC do this and we now kind of know how the market is, how things work, and they just release something themselves. Would they I, be I think another headset? No, no, well, no. They just made some, they made the Steam Link, they made a controller. They never made something that like big. 
So I, would they be interested in doing that? I, I think so. Because like th this has been in development now for like, what, two years now? Like devs have had them for a long time. So I'm sure if devs are going to implement something like this in their game, then they would have done so by now. But it's just a case of we haven't seen those updates because they haven't been publicly available. Because I remember talking to the Cloudhead guys mm -hmm. about it ages ago on the on the show and they had them then and they were talking about integrating that into their gallery 2 game yeah. um, so i think it's just a case of when these get released all these games will just start updating with mm -hmm. uh you know knuckles integration but I, I think i think valve will just release these through steam just like they did with the steam controller and the steam link yeah. and uh, i think it will just be completely set standalone so it won't be with a headset they'll just sell it as a product i do um, wonder how, how hard it will be to integrate it i really wanted that because that, that that's going to make or break it i think because if it's, it's mm. simply like you know like uh installing like a different uh, kit and uh, it's it's over and done with that'd be great but if it's indeed like you know like needs to be remapped entirely for every controller i th i don't think i think valve's gonna make something that easily converts it yeah i, I, sure. I think they will do that so. i hope sure. sure but there's new there's new functionality that you were talking about so there's got to be some kind of api track there but i'm just wondering is it going to be like the Wii nunchuck when they added the, the bolt-on piece? Because you mentioned market segmentation, and that's actually my main concern as well, yeah. which is if you're not bundling it with a brand-new headset, in other words, everyone's got to get on and board and get this thing, kind of like what they did with the Kinect camera when they, when they brought out the uh, Xbox, the new Xbox. I'm just wondering, you know, like who's, what's that segment going to look like? Is that 10%? Is that, is that well, 100% the thing of... Is if, if, if there's anyone that's got a load of stats about what headsets are out there, it's Valve <laughs> through Steam. Um, and I think they know the market. And, you know, what they saw is that they've seen a, a you know, a problem in, in the space and thought, you know, this is our solution for it. But what, what I do like is the fact that we're getting to a point where there kind of could be modularity. So it's kind of a case of like, I'll get a Pimax headset. I'll get the Valve Knuckles and I'll get the, yeah. the, 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 the Lighthouse 2.0 tracking base stations. And then you kind of mix and match the systems, you know? Yeah. 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 But what I do know, if they throw this on Steam, on the Steam store, it's going to sell pretty well because it's it's out there in the open. There are so many users. I still don't think Valve is going to make their own headset. I think no. you might be able to buy this. I don't know. Like, it's already out in the open. So you wouldn't think they are going to sell it to a like company like HTC. I think they just want to make yeah. it as easy to implement as an extra thing. Yeah, exactly. But it would be so nice where you could just, for example, use these controllers with your Rift or with your Pimax. You're right. I, I love that idea. But yeah. at the same and time, with, with modularity, it, that's also, there's also issues. Huh? I mean, look at, like, for example, Android and iPhone. Ico iPhone has their own ecosystem. It's very close. You know, everything that's on there works. But with Android, you can mix and, and switch brands altogether. But there's always like something that could be not functioning properly. The Con same with PCs. Configuration you know, you permutations. Yeah, exactly. So uh, in a way, so early stage, I don't think that a closed ecosystem is a bad thing because you get to refine and redefine all the formats. You get to set everything straight, which is helpful later if there is mo um, modularity in there. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of understand... I mean, Oculus is more going onto that, like you know, that that yeah, that iPhone route, um, that closed ecosystem. I don't think that's such a such a bad but, thing. But let's say if these, and I'm not gonna go too deep in this because then we all go crazy again. Let's say these three games they are working on are very good, and people play them, and it becomes super popular, and it becomes a milestone for VR, and it pushes the industry forward rapidly. Then people want that all yeah, the time, so they want these controllers 
like the the things you can do in those games want to have them as a standard and mm -hmm. then as a developer then, you do but then it's because of that. the experiences on them not particularly because of the controls no. i mean if they would release let's say half-life 3 with the steam knockout controllers it doesn't matter if they release a headset or not everyone will buy it and will buy the headset that will work with those knockout controllers so yep. system sellers that, yep. that would be that would be the, the smartest thing for them is to bundle it with uh, a really hot game you know yeah. portal in vr or, or half-life or left for dead that would be epic yeah for sure for sure so as we're talking uh, about the pimax let's quickly just touch on that uh before we sort of move on to what's releasing next week and uh, last week we mentioned that the embargo was lifting on sunday the 16th of uh, september so the m1 beta testers could talk about their experience with the pimax and put out some reviews uh, friends of the show uh Sweeviver, mixed reality tv and voodoo de all released their videos last week uh, and if you if you want to know anything about the pimax go and check out these guys channels some of them have got videos on these products for like over two hours going into real in-depth detail about them. Um, but to basically break it down into what I got from it was that they all seem to think that the headsets are, are pretty decent. Uh, that all round, they said they were, they were good. They also sort of stated that the field of view, uh, the larger field of view is a complete game changer and really feels like Gen 2 in, in terms of VR. You know, and that it would be difficult for them to now go back to uh, a Gen 1 headset, you know, with a 110 degrees field of view. Um, the kind of, some of the, the, the options that they stated that, you know, there's three different options in terms of uh, dialing down or up the field of view. So you can have it small, which is, I think is about 110. Medium is 150 and then large is 170 degrees field of view. Um, and you can dial it down based on the specs of your PC, I guess, to increase performance. That's software or hardware controlled, Mike? Software through PyTool, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, feedback that the 8K is very performance hungry. And the really, no you know, the, five, the 5K plus is the headset to go for was the sort of unanimous decision from all three of them. Mm -hmm. um, because it wasn't just performance, but it was also because the, the, the clarity of the display was better. There's on a the high pixel density, you know? Uh, well, also that, that that it was it was pumping through the 140p stream from the PC natively, rather mm. than pumping through the Something. 140p yeah. uh, uh, 1440p stream <laughs> and then upscaling it on 110 140. I'm getting confused. Um, so yeah, because it isn't upscaling it, it was performing better natively on the 5K plus. So they were saying that the 5K plus is better generally for gaming. Uh, and um, Sebastian from Mixed Reality TV was saying that the 8K is maybe slightly better for watching movie content if you're just going to watch movie content solely on the headset. But generally across the board, the 5K Plus is the one to go for. Yeah. So anyone, uh, anyone interested in getting one? Like, I, I want to get a 5K. Um, I don't know about you guys. Well, I backed the 8K, so I'm going to change my, my backing to the 5K Plus. And then they'll just uh, bolster that with some accessories to make it up to the same price. Mm -hmm. um, but also the very interesting thing that I also got out of all the videos was that Oculus is natively supported with this headset in terms of like you don't need Revive to run an Oculus game on the Pimax. Mm -hmm. Basically, the PyTool just imports all your Oculus games and you can run them from PyTool directly, which I thought was interesting. They've done some wizardry behind the scenes there <coughs> that you don't need to use Revive or anything else. Don't you think they might try to kind of block that? Because they never had access to this PyTool, now it's out, and now they can also get it and check it out themselves. I don't know. Well, I would be. Well, what is that? Is that, that? is that like a like a fork of uh, of Revive, or like is there already any information on like how they do it? No, Sweevive has said they were very cagey about that. 
So it is um, a fork. <laughs> it's not their code then. Yeah, who knows? Who knows how it works? Um, but the, <laughs> obviously the controllers, that you know, their controllers aren't out yet. Their base stations aren't out yet. So you're going to still need to use Vive controller uh, uh, controllers and base stations. And, you know, some of those don't really work well with Revive, even with full support from Revive. You know, Vive controllers and, mm -hmm. and Oculus controllers are very different. So, um, but... You know, some games are going to work that way. So it's kind of interesting that it's supported anyway. But their it's controllers, like the Pimus controllers, are almost like an exact replica of the Vive controllers in a way. Well, they look more like the Knuckles, actually. So it's going to be interesting how... Because they oh, want they to change it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They want to implement, uh, uh, you oh. know, finger tracking as well. So, oh. yeah, it's going to be very interesting. But I don't think they're going to be ready until way, way next year. Uh, you know, sort of late next year, I don't think. Um, so yeah, I just, I just sorry. Just to comment on, on on last week's Pimax news. I mean, my reaction to the whole thing is like I, I want it right. Those from a hardware perspective, I'm interested mm. in the extended field of view and that, but I want it from somebody else. I, I'm not convinced in Pimax's pedigree with customer support and actually mm. manufacturing. I, I don't think they have the years behind them to manufacture equipment to the the degree that I would want it as a consumer. You know, I've seen the, yeah. the build materials and to be honest, they look subpar um, mm. and I'm, I'm not convinced of, of that. So, you know, a year from now, a year and a half from in now hearing about hardware failures, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, mm. So we'll see how they do. I mean, I do wish them well because it, they've decided to go and corner a totally different peg in the market. But frankly, yeah. I want someone else to do the same thing, you know, someone yeah. like an Oculus or an HTC to do the same thing. But that's, yeah, like Zim is right. Like how solid is the headset after months of use and things like that? Like, I think they should just bump up their marketing strategy a bit more. I don't think they have been doing enough themselves to promote this headset. If they don't, they will kind of have an issue there because the, the VR enthusiasts that back this and the people that are early adopters, they will not be able to get this to the main crowd. They need to do it. Like Pimax themselves need to do it. So... I hope they, they find a way to kind of market this between the other titans that are trying it. Mm. Because right now they haven't been doing much. Even when the reviews launched and it was like a big moment because we could finally uh, 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 watch videos and get in. So they didn't do much. They didn't say much. They have a Twitter account. They have a Facebook account. I don't really see anything going on there. It's the, the marketing was done for them, you know, by, well, yeah, by, by the M1 right. testers. But now you know? the testers are done, and now it's up to them to carry yeah. this whole thing forward. And I, I agree with Nathan's point. They but, need to, to be, because right now the, the name, the brand, like who knows about it? Yeah, yeah, the VR community is, is they might make a headset popular at the start and make the funding happen. But in the end, it's the main crowd out there that picks a Pimax instead of a Rift or a Vive or a PlayStation VR, you know. So they need to squeeze themselves between that in the European market and the American market. I think in, in, in Asia, they do fine. But in the other parts of the world, they kind of need to step it up. Otherwise, people just still buy other headsets. Yeah, I, the thing is, and I know it's going to sound very strange, but I think that the the um, the large field of view is very hard to convince people of when they don't have the headset. When they're only yep. looking on a screen, on the 2D screen, and they see that warped screen, or they see like you know just a general screen, for a lot of people that have never tried VR, that will not click. They will not understand that. Oh yeah, you know, but it's it's when I watch it, you know, the warping doesn't like see that much, or you know, I, I get the full field of view. That's gonna it's going to be hard to convince people 
that this is a better headset compared to the ones that are out there with the bigger names. I think that's a very yeah. hard task to do I, for them. Same, I, I, same as tactile. I agree with you, yeah. Reddit, because it's it, it it's it's too hard to to sell immersive depth. The importance mm. of immersive mm. depth. I think consumers are looking for something that is easy to set up. It's just laying at a shelf and it's like, okay, I just buy it. Also, uh, uh, talking about a buy, buying, uh, can buy, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> oh, that's a funny one, right? Uh, says, a Pimax weight distribution has trade-offs. Also, folks who have glasses won't benefit as much from peripheral vision. Mm. Yeah, and and also, an, an interesting point that Sebastian oh. made in one of his videos was, the um because of the wide field of view 170 degrees smooth locomotion was very difficult for him again like he like he'd adjusted himself to traditional 110 degrees smooth locomotion but almost because it's a wider field of view you've got that more peripheral vision that's moving yep. uh he had to retrain himself uh, to get over that kind of motion sickness again so that's going to be another hurdle for them which i don't think has been really that widely talked about um didn't we talk about uh, VR headsets for chickens at once? I mean, chickens would love this because they have <laughs> oh a naturally wide oh field of view. We should, we should bring oh. that video back, Mike, and we should yeah. go back to that. Can we bring that back, please? Oh, my God. Okay. If you guys missed it. I that was great. That was no, like, there is, there Being is in the sunshine between, is clearly affecting him, you know, between being outside. Men, <laughs> between men and women, right? Men, I think men have a, have a narrower field of view, if I'm not mistaken, and, and women get a, a couple extra degrees. No <laughs> okay i'm not so sure about that it could be i think, it could I think be, i've heard that i think i've heard that from an evolutionary point of view it, it would make sense but I, I i don't know if there's really that much of a difference between men and women in their uh, it's probably minor yeah but the pimax you know they're going to start shipping end of uh, this month all throughout up to uh december so hopefully i can get my hands on one and and sort of give you my yeah. hands on impressions and let you know what i think uh last but not least there is no consumer price announced yet right for this no. Pimax. so we don't know how much it's gonna be not for consumers that didn't back it no okay it's gonna be more expensive than the kickstarter for sure but well, it's not going to be available this year, right? Because even the backstarter, the sorry, Kickstarter backers are not necessarily getting it before Q1. Exactly. Yeah, they said ninety percent of them would get them before Christmas. Yeah. Okay. They're in a tough spot. Wait, is that with the base stations and controllers or only no, the no, headset? No, no, no. Because I was one of those people that pre-ordered with base stations and controllers, yeah. and all I'm going to get is a headset. So you need Vive controllers and you need Vive base stations. Yeah. God, that's so rough. Yeah. 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 It is. And they, they're going to be really scarce to get hold of in the next few months. So if you've got one coming, get them now. Or or you could use your old kit from the DK1. You know, you don't need, yeah. first of all, like sensors. And then you can use, use Hydras. <laughs> and then play games yeah. from the DK1 time with the Pimax. You, 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 although you're young, you're like the granddad in the corner. Everybody, <laughs> my time, we had my one. <laughs> anyway, let's spin on to uh, some games that are releasing next week. So we've got a few titles. Well, we've got two titles to talk about. We've got Creed: Rise to Glory, uh, the latest title from Servios. Uh, you can play as Adonis Creed, fighting toe to toe with the world's top opponents to establish your boxing legacy. You can also train with the legendary Rocky Balboa and then step into the spotlight and take down a cast of champion level opponents in high stakes fights um you can then you've got you've got like the single player career mode you've got a training mode so you can train and get into shape and then you've got an online multiplayer mode so you can fight with your friends as well so that kind of sounds uh, sounds fun that you can fight with your, your mates the multiplayer is the most attractive thing i've played mm -hmm. creed i found it to be quite arcadey 
compared to yep. other boxing sims. That's the only thing I I but and the and the voice acting, which is like the whole Sylvester Stallone type, you know, talk over. I actually found it to be a little bit annoying. I hope they tweak that. Is it is it more arcadey than Knockout League? Uh, I can't compare to Knockout League. It was a different one that I'm thinking of. You're thinking um, Thrill of the Fight? Yeah, Thrill of the Fight is great. If you want oh, like yeah, a that's a good one. That's uh, just one. like and the the physical presence of the boxers. Like there's this one dude who I said he was like a Puerto Rican guy. Um, who just like you're like whoa this guy's coming at me he was all over me you know but like if you want to really get a sweat on the thing that i really liked about it was and i, I asked the creed guys to consider one of the things they did was they took the vive controller and they had it rotated in your hand so it would cup it like this so you're not holding it in the normal way the the controller's faces are actually either this way or that right. way instead of right. forward yeah. and it means that you're gripping the controller in a way that makes it very natural to punch and also reduces the chance of knocking the controllers together of course uh, really helps though in, in in the mode so like when the knuckles release obviously those are going to do really well on a boxing game mm, yeah. yeah and that's coming out on tuesday the 25th uh for rift vive and psvr mm. uh, let's check that one out if you're interested also for the oho uh <laughs> yeah. oh, God, i don't i don't know if windows mr headsets are supported because it's not on the steam page but generally oh. speaking most games are supported by windows mr let's so just oh, hope it's not too uh, let's just hope it's not too rapiturous oh man okay so next up is hotel transylvania pop stick (laughs) is that the the title hotel transylvania pop stick pop stick yeah yeah we we mentioned a while back you know after beat saber was a huge success that there'd be people out there cloning uh the idea and making their own beat rhythm games and this is kind of one of the first big ones to come out since Beat Saber, but this one is made by uh, Specular Theory and Sony Pictures, because obviously Transylvania Hotel Transylvania is Sony Pictures IP. Um, but it's sorry, a... Mike. I know nothing about it. Is it like a kids yeah, movie a kid or something? Thing. Yeah, is it kids like thing. a movie about like a vampire? It's like a horror movie, but then for kids and a cartoon. Oh, I've seen a part of that one, it's but bit, I didn't it's a bit, finish it. It's a bit Pixar-y. Yeah, I'm the one. It's I'm like, the one dad here, and I don't know the the kids. It's like it's like. Like the family, like like a cartoony mansion. Yeah, it's kind of gotcha. cool. Uh, yeah. That's it. But what's the yeah, popstick yeah. thing about? What? <laughs> okay, I, I think so it's to, the, the, the controller. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's an accessory that you buy uh, with the game uh, separately, and basically hardware. Attach- yeah, so it's like a little pop- hardware, it's hardware, sim space. A TP plastic tube that you put a Vive controller in, and then you hold the handles of it and do like this. That sounds horrible. Um, but you can't, you can't play it without the pop stick. <laughs> it's just an optional extra. Um, but obviously, this game was originally in VR arcades, and Jeez. now it's coming for home users. So uh, you can check it out. But basically, you know, you you have to move your entire body around to match fast-moving patterns of colorful orbs flying towards you with corresponding colors. On each of your pop stick or wands, you have to match it up, uh, connect the dots, ride the rails, or deactivate lasers without missing a beat. They, they didn't saying. really think this name through, you know, like, uh, what, 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 what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to play with my pop stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You, might, you might raise a few eyebrows there for sure. Johnny, it's time for us to sit down and have a talk. <laughs> but basically what they've done is, you know, like uh, in Beat Saber, a lot of people did those kind of Darth Maul modes where you've got like two controllers with a toilet roll wrapped around in tape in the middle. That's basically what they've done. And that's exactly what... Hotel Transven- yeah, Transylvania but, is But if you call it a pop stick, it's way less cooler. Yeah. Yeah, of yeah. course. Of course. But dual but lightsaber, why... pop stick. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's for kids, though. It's for kids. It's not really 
I don't think but, it's same we're, we're it same to us. I did not picture the, the, the Darth Maul dual saber motion. I pictured some kind of like step machine in the air. <laughs> no, like, no it, it's fixed like this. So it, it is it is that same motion as the Darth Maul but, thing. But honestly, oh, where do you buy this? Uh, you have to buy it online from their website, apparently. How much is it? Like, how I much have is no it? idea. I've only seen one person. I can't remember who it was. I think it was like Helix VR or someone. They tweeted a picture of it, and I was like, okay. Why did you Mike, bring this Mike, up? Do no more Why research. Let's, let's just next topic. Okay, okay you know, you know, like they 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 emailed me asking if I wanted to have one. I didn't respond <laughs> to that just yet, but now after this talk, I well, do you need so one. Would you like to have my pop stick? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I do want to have a pop stick. You could make one yourself easy enough. Well, that's that true. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how it worked with the oh. the Oculus controllers because I think it's only designed imagine, for like imagine kids can decorate their pop sticks and then they <laughs> can just use it in vr no, right. no but like like with stickers and things i think that's kind of cool zim yeah. has a lot of experience using his pop well, stick in vr right uh, <laughs> <laughs> well that escalated quickly oh man we need to get we need to move like, on he is an expert in using his pop stick in vr to be yeah. more precise he tried a lot of stuff with his pop stick we need subject matter experts to cover every corner of the field that is true that's why you are you have a pop stick right so if you're interested in this game it's coming out on the 25th tuesday for rift and vibes so also it's eight dollars according to the chat so oh, it's uh, cheap for a for a pop stick right <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's uh, talk let's talk about our main topic this week. Yeah, and that is the Google Daydream. Let's move on. <laughs> so uh this week Google revealed that they're making an experimental accessory, not a pop stick, for their Lenovo Mirage Solar headset, and they're gonna be adding six degrees of freedom controllers. So yeah. you've got the Lenovo Mirage Solo, which is a standalone headset, which got, has got six degrees of uh, head tracking, but it's limited with a six degree, uh, three degrees uh, of tracking controller. So what they're planning is with this experimental accessory is adding six degrees of freedom controllers to the already six degrees of freedom head tracking headset. And what they're going to be doing that with is this uh, replaceable faceplate, which kind of attaches to the front of the headset with some straps and then plugs in via US USB to power it. And then you can track these uh, six degrees of freedom controllers using that new faceplate. Oh. It kind of looks like um, they look like the the Nolo, Nolo kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, like Nolo. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of interesting timing that this is kind of announced just ahead of Oculus Connect when Oculus is going to be announcing that, you know, Santa Cruz talking about that more. Yeah. Um, so it seems like they're just saying, hey, you know, we're still here. We are doing something ourselves that's going to be similar, a, a, you know, a similar capable headset in terms of what it can achieve. But I think really for them, it really needs developers to, to take this kit on board, start developing some games, get some exclusive titles that are really killer apps for yeah. their platform. Uh, because otherwise, I don't really see the appeal of using a headset like this right now, um, especially when you've got Oculus coming out the gates with, you know, all this first party content, you know, that they're, they're sort of um, supporting developers, really pumping uh, money into sort of games. So I don't know. Google, Google just needs their own standalone like the Go, you know, or something in, in that range, I would say. This what is still kind of like from the old gen. Like yeah, there's all that VR, you know, but I, I still kind of think it's cool. Like uh, if you could upgrade your Samsung Gear VR with something like this it would be a plus. Mm. There's still a lot of users that have one like that. Mm. You do that with the Nolo kit, but it's just so difficult to use. Um, you know, that's why I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, you're, you're, this all goes uh, back to Rowdy's point. So. 
actually, doesn't I've it? Got, I think I've got six of them sitting here in boxes right now. <laughs> I don't know what to do with the things. Um, I, I still need to unpack mine even. They sent it to me like months ago. I still haven't been able to unpack it. <laughs> like, yeah. Months ago, yeah, what the heck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I think it's interesting that they're, they're pushing this. I think, you know, it's a good step forward, but I just don't know whether it's kind of a bit... Uh, I don't know. It really needs games. You know, we've said before, content is king. You know, without the killer apps, yeah. why would someone go for this over a, a, a you know an Oculus Santa Cruz? Because mm. I know they're going to be coming out of the gates with loads of you know exclusive titles. Yeah, or they need to make a new 3D app. <laughs> That's another thing that I just wanted to mention here because for people who don't know about this week and Oculus Connect and watching it and all that, it's very akin to like the Apple keynote, right? That happens once a year. This is like when the curtains open and they show off what's going to be coming sometimes in the next year even yeah. uh, along with kind of current news and i think it's it's just really important that people tune in it's a really exciting show to watch yeah so like i i'd definitely recommend people uh and we're gonna be who t- don't know because like connect it sounds like and it, it was originally a developer meetup it is yeah. Um, yeah and it's just it's it's interesting because i think people wouldn't necessarily naturally say like oh that's something i want to listen to or something i want to watch but mm. I, I i would definitely stress that people should should check it out yeah, it's very important. We're going to be talking more about that in a, in a moment. Um, but yeah, I just thought yeah, I'd just put it out there in terms of news. I think it's kind of interesting that they're, they're pushing it forward. But, mm. you know, I, I just think, mm. like I said, they need the killer app to really make it stand out from the crowd right now. Um, so let's talk about something that could be a killer app, and that is Aspire 1. Um, this game kind of came out of nowhere for me. I'd never really heard of it before, but it's been in development for a long time now. But it's an awesome new looking game. Game developed by Digital Load, and it's being published by Tripwire Interactive. Can you so, spell that for our audio listeners, Mike? Because it's not an A, right? It's E. Aspire, yeah, E S P I R E. Then the number one. Um, yeah, so it's being published by Tripwire, the devs that brought you uh, Killing Floor Incursion. Aspire uh, One is going to be a single-player VR experience focused on stealth, espionage, and action. Now, this is where I got out people thing. I just had espionage <laughs> in my mind. Um, oh. But this is this is interesting. It's a it's a VR game within VR. So, what it is is you play a character that is using VR to control a badass robot that's going on secret stealth missions. Does that Reasonable. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a military okay. application for a VR. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're a remote operative controlling this robot that's going on secret missions. Uh, it's like kind of. Goldeneye in a way because the missions are timed. So the whole idea is that you know they're they're pushing replayability and that once you've completed the story missions, you go back to do them faster or in different ways to kind of maximize your sort of you know uh, using different gadgets, different mechanics to get the best times, which will then go on gold, silver, bronze kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they actually posted some (laughs) gameplay of this about a year ago. Someone did a let's play of the very early build of the game. And it's got some really cool mechanics in it that I've not really seen before. And they had like a, a gadget camera and you can actually detach the camera part of it and then peek it around a corner. And then you've got like a screen showing a, what's around the corner on your other hand. So you can use it to peek around corners, spot where enemies are, yep. uh, which seems like a really interesting mechanic. You've Most also got... use that today, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Police Force uses those kinds of, that kind of equipment today. Yeah, and they've also implemented a mechanic that we've just recently seen in Stormland, where if you tap the side of the headset, uh, then you get like a thermal imaging view, which is right. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, no, 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 you're reminding me back to the days of the DK1 
when they had you like knock the headset for control, like tap to start the game. <laughs> I gotta put this out there. I do think it is not a good idea. You you be knocking around the electronics. Not you won't idea. actually do that, but the you gotta sort of replicate the movement of tapping your headset. You know, with the controller, and that will bring oh, up. Oh right, system. so it's di- okay. That's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also something that we've not really seen much in many games is uh, voice commands. So you can sneak up behind enemies and say freeze or don't move, and they'll actually put their hands up and you can hold them up, uh, which is kind of interesting. I think that's so cool, those kind of things. Like I, I know that Zim is, is a bit like iffy about those kind of things, but yeah, I, th- I, I think that stealth in a, in a game, in a VR game, is really like next level. Like I yeah. really want to see more stealth games in virtual reality, just because... It, if you get immersed in a game like that, it's so much cooler to do that in the in virtual reality. I think that's that's so awesome to see stuff like that happening. Yeah, and like the best I, stealth game we've got out right now is is Budget Cuts. You know, yeah, 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 it's yeah, an yeah. amazing stealth game. And like you said, I got so immersed into that game. I was really moving around my environment here because I was wireless as well. But the, but especially that feeling of being up high, like in a in a like a vent, and then looking down in the room below. And yeah. wanting to put your head almost mm-hmm. through the floor to look yeah, out at the vent, yeah, yeah. It, that was like a game changer for me. But that's the, those games are so nice because they make use out of room skill, and that's rare nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, so having to really crawl and and do th- like physical yeah. things yeah, is yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm well, very curious. Yeah, it sounds good. Did you equate it to Metal Gear Solid earlier, Mike? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Is it third person or is it first person? No, it's first person. Like you would play Solid Snake. You'd play that kind of character. You know, you've got all this arsenal of gadgets. You've got weaponry. Fisher. Uh, it's very sort of futuristic. You've got, you can hold people up, you know, you can wait, climb. Wait, so you're saying this is kind of like Metal Gear? So would you then be able to send a sheep to space with a balloon? <laughs> Not the new Metal Gear. I'm talking OG oh, Metal Gear. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Walking yeah, boxes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like in terms of yeah, my... Boxes. Yeah. <laughs> The, the voice command thing, I just wanted to kind of put that in a box for people who didn't understand. So, like, one of the things is, like, this this week I said I was playing a lot of Firewall. Uh, I was playing with a guy from Israel. He had a new, you know, newborn kid or whatever. And he's like, oh, I can't talk a lot because my baby's asleep in the other room. When, when you talk to me about a stealth game, a single player, like, that's something that people with who are, you know, in a dorm room with, you know, somebody who's maybe sleeping or something, like, you know, gaming away, to have to interact, you know, with the... To, to, like, to kind of need to interact, you know, verbally. It's like the end of Jumanji when you have to shout out Jumanji to finish the game. <laughs> <laughs> Jumanji! Like, it, yeah, so if you just be like saying it like 3 a.m., you know, it's like, please! Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. seems like it would be... Uh, I, I, that always reminds me when it's like voice commands. It always reminds me of that video that uh, Josh Dopp did once time and Onward. Did you guys ever see that? No. That uh, you have to like, if you want to, it was hilarious how he did it since he like got it to, he got a lot of people to do it as well. It's like, if you want to summon a, like a black hawk, you need to put your hand uh, above your hat and then shout really hard black hawk, but really fast. And there were like pe- people doing it. They were like, like the entire time it was hilarious to see that so yeah i i do think that voice commands can be hilarious yeah, yeah. I, think I think the best that... example of voice commands right now is star trek bridge crew yeah so. for sure yeah for sure yeah, you know I, I, we played don with don recently a vr gamer dude and he was playing that um with just the voice commands alone wasn't he he, he was actually the commander of the ship you know and, and giving out all these kind of uh voice commands to his crew it was so that's cool, cool. i didn't know it, it had really that cool. functionality yeah it uses um uh what ai does it use nathy you'll know which one i'm talking about i can't remember what it's called now but it, it used like the voice from an actual star trek actor that's what yeah. i know i don't know um, the program but uh isn't, isn't yeah. dangerous using that as well yeah yeah 
Uh, uh, I don't, Elite I don't know Dangerous, to... you can use voice attack to interface with a lot of different PC games. That's what yeah. I use. That's great. It's like eight bucks. A great piece of software. Yeah. Um, but with the Spire One, also you can climb up uh, walls and uh, scale things, so you can like jump from above. And also, it's got like a bullet time feature. So I don't know if you noticed it in the trailer. We've been talking about this for a little while now, like a, a Max Payne style bullet time thing. Oh, there was a, there was a part in the trailer where he jumps from the top of a container down mm. and takes three enemies out in, in one little shootout. Oh, it looks so freaking cool. I just rewatched um, The Matrix on a plane yesterday, Mike. Like the original, like you know, greeny nice. looking one. Like I gotta say, man, what a perfect film. Oh yeah! But it just makes me want to do that in VR, right? Like the whole thing. Like, yeah, so exactly. Um, so this game is actually going to be releasing in 2019, but it's likely, I would say, likely that we're going to be able to demo it at OC5 because the devs recently stated on Facebook that they're going to be there. So I would nice. be surprised if we don't get hands-on with this game at OC5. So there you on go. the voice command thing, the other thing I just mentioned quickly, uh, vo virtual desktop. If anyone doesn't know about it, is also something that's got some some voice command capabilities oh. so you can kind of launch apps and things like that and interact is that with compatible it. with the pop stick or not <laughs> <laughs> to be tested i suppose okay. i'll give that one for nathy so okay. as we're talking about oc5 let's round up the show with our predictions uh, of what we think is going to be at the show um so if you're heading to the event and you want to meet up with us you know just reach out to us via twitter or reach out to us by email maybe we can meet up at the show hang out for a little but lots of opportunity to do stuff like that there. Um, but if you can't make it to the show, don't worry, because the keynote is a live streamed to Oculus venues. Now, the good thing is that you can watch the whole show in a VR headset, such as the Go or the Gear VR. Unfortunate thing is that if you own a Rift, you're kind of out of luck. And I still don't really understand why this is the case, <laughs> that, that venues isn't in the Rift. It seems annoying as well, because most of the real sort of enthusiast gamers into VR, I'd say, would have a Rift, yep. and they would be the ones that really want to see what's at OC5, and they're kind of cutting out a big part of their audience there. So I have no idea why that is the case, but if you do have a Go or a Gear, then you can check out the keynote, because it starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time on yep. Wednesday the 26th. Um, so you Everyone can check out can watch it also overseas? I believe so, using venues, yes, if you own a headset. Or you can just watch it on a pancake monitor. I'm sure it's going to be live streamed. But get it set up early and test it early. That's what I'd say because things yeah. have been a little squirrely before in that app for me. Yeah. So you can check out the keynote. You can also check out the VR League finals, uh, which are going to be shown there. And you can also check out the keynote from John Carmack, which is always super interesting. And I'd urge you to check it out. Uh, it's, it's kind of unscripted and he just kind of waffles on about like, you know, stuff he's developing. But it's so interesting. The guy is just super interesting. Um, but also, uh, something that we found out this week is that previously we've talked about the Void. They're actually going to have the Void yeah. at OC5. Uh, yep. And they're going to be showing uh, Secrets of the Empire so we can all check it out. And hopefully, there'll be a Squad. moment where we can assemble, F-Reality assemble, and then just check it out together. Fingers crossed. And the lines are going to be way shorter too, so you can try it as much as you want. Exactly. Right? I think. Yeah. I hope so. Connect is nice that way. It's not It's not oversubscribed, given it's kind of 400 bucks a ticket. Yeah. Not so. Ma mainly developers <laughs> and so real high-end enthusiasts, yeah. So, um, so you're buying like an expensive fast pass like you have in Disney, but then just for the Star Wars. Just like... for Star Wars. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I could be the littlest stormtrooper with you guys <laughs> stealing some no, plans I'm a stormtrooper. <laughs> of the Death Star. It's really I cool. Really I see the see camera like panning and it goes like Zim, me, Nathy, 
Mike. Mike. <laughs> what? We gotta stop pigeonholing Mike. He's not that short. You're like, like I see Rowdy shooting, and Mike's just walking under his feet, like sliding under, like just shooting that way. Like he so could just walk under Rowdy without even having to. I'll get their ankles. I'll get their ankles, guys. Don't worry. Okay. Um, so let's talk about our predictions, and yeah. let's talk about games first. Let's no mentioning of hardware yet. Games. Let's just focus on games. Oh. So let's talk about what games you predict will be at the show. Oh, I've obviously okay. mentioned one. Aspire 1, I predict that that's going to be there. Uh, I also predict that we're going to get hands-on with Stormland and yeah. Defector. That's what I was going to say, Stormland. What, what uh, was the second one? Vector? Defector. Defector. Oh, Defector, yeah. Yeah, that oh, espionage game. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I mm. also, this is my prediction, I also think we're finally going to know the name and what kind of game it is from Respawn, uh, because they oh, teased that last year. Yes. They said that they're working on a VR game exclusive for Oculus. Obviously, Respawn are the developers that made Titanfall. Mm. Um, so I think we'll finally find out what that game is called and maybe even get hands-on with it. And then, other than that, I'm just hoping for some more Oculus Go games to be announced as well. Oh, Oculus Go games. Yeah, definitely. Very important. I, I want to see uh, games-wise. It's games-related, but it's not a game. I want to see them bring back a sizzle reel during the keynote, which they dropped last year. Mm -hmm. And I thought wasn't really fair to indies because I think indies deserve the support and the kind of FaceTime to kind of show off, you know, key titles. Mm -hmm. um, but I would love to see something else. There's no mention of this. There's no hint to it. But just because I met the team last year and I was a huge fan of From Other Sons, I'd love to see Gunfire Games drop another VR title. Mm. I'm guessing they're probably not, but um, I'd love to see something else from them. Yeah, me too. Me too, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. I'd love them to, to just bring something out. And the thing is, like, we, we experienced it last year that there were titles that we tried out at that show that hadn't even been announced yet, you know, and we got to try hands-on at that show. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, well, Transference, Matter. for instance, right? I, I played that, yeah. what, a year yeah. before. So. Red Matter as well. Um, Red Matter. Uh, you know, Marvel and um, a load of other titles as well. Winlands 2 was the first time I tried it there as well. So I'm sure there'll be titles that we've never even heard of, never even mm. considered, maybe from developers we've never even heard of, uh, that will be taking the show. Honestly, honestly, I would love to see more third-person titles, and I would like to see more cinematic experiences that you can just watch and enjoy. Let's say like a new Hendry kind of thing. Now I know Oculus uh, story goes down, but they are still, like they made a new company. So it could mm. be that they still bring something to the show and i just would love to see oculus using maybe uh, uh uh something from lucky still or henry to use it in a game let's say we could play a game with henry and do something with that it would be so nice to kind of have those oh, yeah. those old school characters bring them back like kind of get into that that you know nostalgia feeling and well the whole kind of mario cycle mario zelda all that like mm -hmm. like bring us yeah. bring back the familiar characters and i mean a third a person henry game where you just have a little forest with your friends and you need to do kind of thing like that would be so fun yeah um, i'd love to know your <laughs> predictions in the chat by the way you know if you got yeah, let, let us know let us know you, you, you think oh, I see there. some. I see some. We have uh, maybe Lone Echo 2. Please, please, please. Ooh, yes. Oh, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, good call. Not, not this that. soon. Not this soon. No way. Maybe a DLC, something like that. Could Small be DLC. DLC. I really would like to see some more, like, like I know we already have, like, Stormland and Defector, and, um, I mean, there probably are more story-driven experiences, but, like, I would like to see something that is, like, slow-paced and story-driven. Like, something mm -hmm. that you walk through Go ahead, Zim. Well, I was going to say, while well, you're saying slow-paced and story-driven, RIP for Telltale Games. 
Yeah, Real sad, sad news to hear that news. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I really hope those devs that got laid off there find, you know, I, I know that the community has been really supportive about trying yeah. to find them new opportunities. So I hope they do. Because, um, yeah, they were a great studio. They made some fantastic games. Uh, it's awesome to see so many, like, like big and small companies now also post on Twitter saying, like, hey, uh, if you're looking for a job, we... I, of course, also a little bit of marketing, but still, they do yeah. open up yeah. for that. So I think that's cool. Um, so uh, we, got a, we got a very good uh, prediction here from uh, Victor. He's saying... Uh, Respawn announces Popsticks World Online. <laughs> <laughs> great, great prediction. I, I still have the feeling because they made Titanfall that it's going to be something with robots and mechs. I don't know. But as you guys may know, Titanfall wasn't very successful. The first one kind of was because it was new. But then the second one was a, well, a total failure, I wouldn't say. But it wasn't uh, the best uh, thing uh, ever. Um, someone also says, Chris says, uh, a game like Mars with Henry would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skyrim popstick mod on my on the way. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, someone predicts that Starland will be a killer game. I just want to have hands on with the co-op because I like. Let's say the single player is great, sure, but I'm not really interested in playing this alone. Like I'm playing too many games alone already. I just want to work together, uh, uh, level uh, separately, and really get into it. You know, and, and yeah. come back to the game every day. Invest time together with my friends. So hopefully the co-op will all be uh, as, as, as cool as the single player. So let's yeah, try let's... and make it happen. Let's try and make it happen. Um, yeah. So we know this year uh, from reliable sources that getting hands-on with the Santa Cruz isn't going to be a problem this year because last year it was kind of behind closed doors, only real sort of top-end uh, outlets got to try it out, like Tested, for example. <laughs> tested. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but us, us mere mortals didn't get to put our hands on it, unfortunately. Um, but this year, I've heard it's going to be completely different. Everyone's going to be able to get hands on with the Santa Cruz. Um, so let's talk about that very briefly in terms of specs, because we know a few bits and pieces. Obviously, we know it's a six degrees of freedom headset that's got inside out tracking and it's got six degrees of freedom controllers as well. It's completely in lay- standalone. In layman terms, can you describe six degrees of freedom for people who don't know what that is, Mike? So you've got a f- you've essentially got free movement. You can move your head up and down, side to side, uh, diagonally, completely rotate. You can move forward and backwards in your physical space as well. And that's rep- represented in real time in the headset. And it uses uh, four cameras that are positioned at each corner of the headset to track your movement in your space and also the movement of the controllers at the same time. So it's very clever. So the, the controller on, for instance, the Oculus Go, which is three DOF or three degrees of freedom, is fixed in place and you can rotate it like a laser pointer. But with six DOF, I can move this anywhere in the environment. Any anywhere in, in a three three dimensional space, yeah. Not, not um, four dimensional yet, but not four dimensions sure. yet, unfortunately. So kind of similar in technology that the Windows MR headsets use. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's completely standalone. Uh, the, the controllers are similar looking to the touch controllers. I don't think they'll be that different. The the, the little loop is kind of inverted, but I think that's uh, because of the way uh, it tracks it. Yep. Uh, it's likely to use an app, a bit like the Go, to manage all the games that you install. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would suggest, because it's still an Android-based uh, platform using the Qualcomm uh, Snapdragon processor. Yep. Uh, it will likely have, obviously, the improved optics from, from the go in terms of the lenses, but it will likely have an adjustable IPD, I think. Um, we don't know the resolution in terms of uh, the final resolution, but I think, at a guess, it's likely going to use the same resolution as the go. I can't see them going that much higher because then you'll get into Vive Pro territory. And for a standalone headset, I think that's a big ask because they're probably likely looking at performance rather than 
visuals. Do you think the foveated rendering in the Go is getting brought forward with the Santa Cruz? I'd imagine they would use reuse that because it obviously has performance advantages. It makes sense to do that. Mm. Possibly, yes. Sense. But I think the, I think the resolution because the Go resolution is uh, twelve. Uh, 2560 by 1440 panel so yep. it's 1280 by 1440 per eye and i think that's a pretty decent resolution for a standalone headset i don't think it it's needs great. to be any higher um I agree really, with you because the, the rift is 1080 by 1200 still a great headset doesn't you know it doesn't really matter but you notice the difference though if you go now from from 5 pro to, to the oculus i mean i do that pretty often and i do notice the difference notice pretty, the difference yeah. Yeah. yeah well i'm the same i I'm always i'm always aching to get my go screen into yeah. my rift yeah mm -hmm. so I, I think it will hit the, the middle ground so it won't be quite vive pro resolution nice. but it won't be rift resolution it will likely be the same resolution as the go but let's let's talk about some predictions in terms of release window and i'll give you my prediction i think from announcement they'll say it will be available to purchase in six months so i'm saying release will be march 2019 <laughs> I think that's fair. They they usually do that from this event. They usually say Q1 of the following year. Yeah. Um, I'm kind. Of, I'm actually hoping that they're going to release something else. Well, new that we well, don't know about. Don't, don't talk about that just yet. Let's let's not jump the gun with your pop stick. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's save that to the end. Um, but yeah. So what about? Do you guys think that that's a, a decent sort of uh, window? Q1 2019. I mean, or do you think later? About it for so I'll think come earlier. It makes sense that. Uh... Yeah. I, I think, think like, like next, that, no. I think next summer. Next summer. Um, and if they want to go crazy, Oprah style, this Christmas. You can pre-order now. This Christmas, it will. Reach under your seat. Everyone's got that, one. That's, yeah. I don't. I, I don't think, think it might be this this side of the. Uh, it might be this side of the year. Actually. Wow. So you think so epic. I really do because you know it was it was playable last year, right? Yeah. If we think it could be. It could be consumer ready by, you know, they could be hitting shelves with it in October. Very you, we got go some early. smart people in the chat uh, that have highlighted something that we haven't, uh, we actually didn't talk about it. Santa Cruz. Santa Christmas. Oh, yeah. Now now we know. That's it. Uh, That's all we have to know. Well, this is, this is a good point. And it's a good segue to let's talk about the name because it's not going to be called the Santa Cruz. What, yeah, what, what is the name going to be? The official name? Any guesses? I'd love to know your thoughts in the chat, by the way. Put your guesses in there as well. I've got my prediction, but I'll save mine till last. Okay. I never came up with a name. I just It's imprinted into my brain that that's the name. So it will be kind of awkward. Because they, they always use code names. So like Monterey was the code name for uh, Rift, I think, well, the controllers. First uh, of all, it's going to call it Oculus and then something after I that. I feel yeah, like something airy, something like air or move, but those are both kind of taken. I don't think they're going to step on those existing brands. Yeah. yeah What's I your think, guess, Mike? I think Oculus move. I think they're going to go for it. That's, what I, that's what I was thinking, but I mean, do you think they're really going to step on yep. PlayStation's toes? I think they're going to go for it. Ballsy move and just go for it. Yeah. O Oculus, Oculus, Oculus jump sounds also kind of cool. I don't know. Jump? Yeah. <laughs> Oculus that sounds lead. like lawsuit territory. They're not doing that. Rift, Rift go and move. They just sound, it just sounds right when I say it. Well, I so, think they yeah. like the verb. I like, I think they enjoy when they have a verb for it. So... Yeah. yeah, but yeah, they already use Move is probably then... it, to be honest. Mike. And any good suggestions in the chat? Yeah, uh... Oculus Vive, uh, Oculus here, <laughs> Oculus Cruise. Yeah. Okay. Oculus so... Bumpstick. That's what someone said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, Oculus GoPro. 
So I think this is this is probably wow. an obvious obvious uh, sort of prediction, but I think Beat Saber will be a launch title for for the Santa Cruz Oculus yeah, Move, yeah. whatever. No doubt, be, without no doubt. doubt. Yeah. Um, so there, there's. I want to know how you can that. record with it though. Oh, well, price, that, that price, price, biggest... price, price, price. Oh yeah, price. Uh, go on then. What's your, what's your prediction on price? I'm gonna go higher because I went super low the last time, so I'm gonna go three nine nine dollars. Okay. Maybe. Uh, I uh, like I. I'm kind of in the, in the same uh, boat there, actually. Because okay. it's got controllers with it. But so, uh... on the other side, they usually like uh, offer it way cheaper, even that it's maybe costing more. Because I mean, Facebook is a big company, so like with the Go as well, maybe they just, you know. I, I, I would say cheap. 499 though. 499. Okay. Okay. So we've got Nathy and Zim at 399. Rowdy at 499. I'm gonna go 599. I think it's gonna be a bit more expensive. Wow. No yep. way. Yep. You think so? More expensive than a Rift. Yep. And that's purely because if you think about a Rift, you're, you have to bundle in the PC to run it as well. And that's way, way over a grand. One other so. thing is, I think, there, I think there's going to be... Uh, I'm going to guess that they're going to announce either now or coming soon, like by Christmas, a drop in the price of the Go. I bet they'll... Because they wow. have been very aggressive with pricing. Oh, yeah. Given yeah, that yeah. that's their entry-level headset, for 149 is what I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that, they're going to drop the price by $50. That's a good prediction. And I think you're probably spot on with that. And that's a very aggressive price and a very awesome price. Who for isn't going to buy that, right? Yeah. Like for a no, Christmas no, no, present kind of thing? That's great. They're definitely like at sometimes hunting for new users. So I think they will go for some crazy. And maybe the riff will be like slightly discounted. Maybe. Yeah. I so understand what you say, Mike, about the uh, about the, the price of the PC in there, but a lot of people don't think that way. They see, uh, you know, the headset, oh, but I can get the Rift for like $399. Why would I get the, yeah, know, this new wireless I, headset? And, and there will still be a big difference between the Rift and this, this uh, like we don't know the name of yeah. that Oculus Move. Um, it's still not going to be the same experience as on PC. It will be a nice middle ground, yeah. but it's like if you really are into PC, then a Rift will still be more interesting. I would say they could do three fifty. Uh, I, I I think it would be fine if they did you know one fifty for the Go, three fifty for the Rift. And 500 for the, for yeah. the cruise. Um, so according to the chat, we have people saying 499, 499, 550. Eric uh, actually makes a, a lot good of points. Eric makes a good point in saying everyone might actually be right because maybe they have multiple storage models. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And we all get burgers. We, get, we, we have, we have <laughs> to buy our own burgers. So it says Oculus Octopus, uh, 599. <laughs> no, okay let's talk about the uh just one last thing that's likely gonna happen i think in my mind and that's a rift 2.0 is gonna be announced they're gonna yeah. say this is this is what we're gonna do because they're gonna lay out the roadmap they're gonna say okay we've done go now this is great we're gonna do a little nice highlight reel of the go stuff yeah. this is santa cruz this is what's yep. happening next and then yep. in the future this is our plan for rift and wireless what do you well, think that's going to be? What, what what do you think that plan is going to be? What 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 are the features that that they're going to announce? Wireless, now? wireless, wireless. Sure. I think wireless? is is a, yeah. is a is a great feature. Yeah. I think would be an important one. AR. I think I think, I think 150 degrees field of view. I don't think they'll go as wide as Pimax. I think they'll hit somewhere in the middle with 150. Okay. Um, I think they'll go with a very focal display. Uh, you know, with uh, very focal uh, lenses with mm -hmm. eye tracking. Uh, dynamic eye tracking radiator. already. Already yep. foveated rendering. Foveated, yeah, dynamic foveated rendering. And it will be at the same resolution as the Vive Pro, uh, 1440 by 1600 per eye. Maybe some see-through cameras as well. I don't know, yeah. I don't think, I they'll, don't... I don't think they'll bother. 
I, I agree with the. Um, I think indeed increased uh, field of view. Mm -hmm. I think um, uh, increased resolution. Uh, what was the first thing you said again? Uh, wireless. Wireless. Uh, audio. They're they're gonna bring the audio solution from the go in. I'd yeah. Say. And also, um, what I don't think is I don't think very focal will be ready already, unless it's just a, a simple um, moving forward and backward on like a fixed scene, but not so, so intense as what they you know they prototyped in the beginning of like you know objects and differences. Because I think there's still a lot of stuff that needs to get done there. And also with the foveated rendering, I don't know uh, if the technology is already there to have a dynamic eye tracking built in into your res uh, that is uh, adjusting the resolution to the point that you that you watch. Uh, it depends on the release date, of course. If they announce it for two years yeah, later. Oh, no. Like, I don't think they go for a release date. They just show what they are working yeah. on. And the thing is, like, just, just thinking about it, like, they, they announced Santa Cruz last year. And it's only coming out potentially in quarter of next year, quarter one of next year. So if you think about it, the product that we get likely to see is going to be, yeah, uh, you know, I, always, I, I, I think it'll be summer next year. I, I think it'd be kind of summer or Q3 next year that they're going to try. Uh, but I think you're right. I think they're going to announce something separate to the cruise, and, and it's going to be landing next year at some point. Because other, also think about the longer time frame here, right? Who else is yeah. competing? We don't yeah. know on HTC. We do know Apple. The other thing we could say here, and I don't think we've touched on this yet, is the AR side. So are they going to show something in this headset that's either standalone AR, or are they going to show something that has, again, external yeah, capability? I, I don't think Oculus will compete in the AR scene. No, I yeah. don't think so either. Never? Not yet. Not yet. Not never, but not yet. But no, I mean, Facebook could also buy share. another company that works on AR, and they yeah. might already own a few. It's not like they, they could keep Oculus just for so, the VR stuff. So my final prediction is that whatever they announce to be this next Rift 2.0, they're going to be able to demo it behind closed doors like they did with the Santa Cruz last year. So yeah, we're going yeah, yeah, yeah. to have to get on our knees, start begging to get our hands on this thing. So right. I just want to say the F Reality crew is ready for sexual favors. <laughs> <laughs> we'll got, take a pop six pop with us. <laughs> Bring pop sticks ready, boys. Hopeless. Hopeless. Oh, my God. Uh, one last prediction I would like to make is that uh, it's the same with, with this Oculus Rift 2.0 where they um, show something they are working on, and that's the Oculus gloves. Ooh, yeah, that would be very interesting. Tactile. Would... I'm with Nathan. There's only a different way like, what we are working on and like where we're going to push this for, for the next uh, like years, but in a way mm. where they don't say, like, you can expect this within a year, just in a way like, okay, we're looking into the future. This is where we want to go. Uh, and and they just Carmack, that. Yeah, for instance, yeah. might mention yeah. it or you know a, a brush. You guys okay. got me really excited about foveated rendering now, though. Now I really want to see some foveated rendering. Yeah. yeah. Not, not the the the, the 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 static one, but really the dynamic one. Yeah. But so I, awesome. I do feel like if they if they start like releasing these headsets too fast, they can't catch up with their content, and that's also a, a big deal. Like Oculus Go, it still needs more content. It's not solid enough. Mm right now so if you then already start another platform let's say if everything works nicely together then you can release every still, game and it just converts easily but as long as that's not a thing i still uh, see that more as like a like a watch platform than a real like hardcore gaming platform also because of like the stuff that oculus is doing you know they're streaming the event to there they're streaming all those sports events to there i still see that more as like a like a community kind of uh, social experience but then still even if it's even if it's only for that, there's still not that much activity, I would say. Yeah. Lots okay. of hype for OC5. 
For sure, for sure. sure. Uh, Just to let you guys and girls know as well, we're not quite sure about the schedule for next week's show, but we're going to try and do uh, a special episode of the F Reality uh, podcast during the week live from OC5. We can't make any promises, but that's our plan right now. So make sure sure you stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe to the channel so you get the update when we do go live because it could be at a random time, uh, you know, away from our normal schedule. So uh, And notifications turned on so you get those push alerts. For sure. also unsure about the schedule for next weekend, but again, we'll try and update you via Twitter and let you know what the score is with that. Uh, but if you've got any questions, ask them now. I'm just going to wrap up uh, and do the reminder of the show times. So just a reminder, it's live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch. Uh, live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. Check out the audio version on Google Play Music, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor. And like we said, make sure you subscribe to the channel and you turn your notifications on. So if you've got any questions, now's the time. Before we wrap this one up because we're running a bit late anyway yes Plot twist the rift 2 has light a house tracking 2.0 <laughs> that'd be insane yeah <laughs> uh, oh that's maybe, actually maybe. a good point that the, uh, what brian makes that the rift 2 could, could yeah that would yeah. be a good point if they, if they take the the inside out tracking from the santa cruz and implement that in their rift 2 that would be very interesting indeed it makes have inside out tracking with optional external tracking Sure. But those in I the want to see something tetherable. Right? Yeah. Yeah, something with virtual link as well. I forgot to mention that. Like that whatever oh, headset comes next wait. is gonna have virtual link compatibility, which is the, oh. the connector on the RTX cards. Also, yeah. uh, people in the chat want to know where Zim uh, bought that uh, green screen because it looks so real. <laughs> <laughs> it's realer than real. Yeah. That's good. All right. Like, like, yeah. well, you know what would be crazy as well if this Santa Cruz or Oculus Move or Oculus uh, Octopus, whatever we're going to call it, um, is you're able to connect it to your PC like a Rift. Like you can use it with your sensors and you can just use it as, as like a thing on the move. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like a Switch version of a VR headset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but they still need a reason to sell the Rift too. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. Let's see. Is there anything else here? Um Palmer Lucky Simulator confirmed. Oh, he's going to be there too. That's also a prediction, like, or like a fact. It's a okay. fact, right? He's so going to be let, there. Let, yeah, for sure. Let's round it up. Let's round it up. Zim, <laughs> Zim's itching to go. He's obviously got okay, something yeah. to do. So, uh, do. yeah. So I hope you guys and girls have enjoyed this show. Um, we have ran on a little bit, but we had so much to talk to and we were excited about OC5. We're all going to be there together next week. So hopefully you can tune into the show, uh, our, our special episode. Have a good week in VR. We'll, we'll see you soon, hopefully. So, Definitely. yeah. Definitely. Thanks for joining. See you at OC5. Bye for now.